0: Hi, and welcome to Business Talk, presented by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7
1: WMAS, and here's your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's a recovering entrepreneur and consultant to small businesses and nonprofit organizations. Here is Tom Fox. Well, thanks, Chris, and thanks for joining us, everybody, for another edition. This week, we're speaking with Angela Lucia, who's the CEO and founder of Speaker Sisterhood. And I'm looking forward to Angela's story because unlike some of the businesses we've had on, Angela's a startup. And I wanted to really kind of delve into how, you know, your business has waded through COVID-19 and what your plans are on the other end of it. So thanks for joining us today.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: So for folks who don't know Speaker Sisterhood, what is Speaker Sisterhood?
0: Well, it's a network of public speaking clubs for women. We're across the United States and based in Holyoke. We started in 2016 and just starting our fourth year now. So kind of getting out of the startup phase was looking forward to a big year of growth. And obviously everything was halted in March and almost all of our clubs met in person. And now they have all pivoted to meeting via Zoom for the foreseeable future. So, so your
1: entire business model, as it sounds like, is to bring people together, women, in, in, in proximity to folks and share stories.
0: Yes, so absolutely. Like,
1: <laughs> so COVID <laughs> made that a little bit like, oh, okay, well, that, that's not going to work in the foreseeable future.
0: <laughs> right. And I, I thought that I was building a business that was kind of recession-proof, that people would always need because we're always communicating, we're always going to events <laughs> and meetings, but I did not plan on a pandemic, so... I guess this uh, threw a little monkey wrench into the plan.
1: Well, you like just, just about every other business. I mean, I'm sure maybe there are some disaster preparedness you know, plans that are put together to deal with this, but I mean, not, not on this scale uh, no. globally. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, and, and, and to your point, you know, you say f- four years you've been doing this. So, so obviously you, you've built a foundation, you, you've tested your model, you've gotten feedback on it, uh, you've, gro- you've had growth. So, so this, I mean, how did that impact you? I mean, you, you know, you're, you're, here you are, you know, a young entrepreneur. How did that, you know, mentally, I guess, you know, thought wise, what really entered your head when you started to see like how COVID was going on, so to speak, or dragging out?
0: Well, my first thought was, if we can't be in person together there they're not going to be any events that means there's not going to be any public speaking and my whole business <laughs> is based on public speaking so what can we do differently and it took a while for me to figure out that we all the tra- the skills that I'm teaching are actually transferable to the internet and everybody is now meeting online and a lot of people who are presenting online have never done it before they don't have the skill set or the confidence and they don't have the the experience to put together talks. So I have really had to pivot to build something that was meeting the needs today and ended up creating a course called the online presenting made easy and have been teaching that through zoom to help people build their public speaking skills in front of a screen, which was not what I was planning to do at all.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> on. I mean, has a reason I've seen that there's been a pause on conferences, so to speak, but that seems like that's been lifted as of late, at least as I look on LinkedIn, I see more and more people, doing virtual conferences yep. or conferences to limited size groups. But yet, you know, as the speaker, they attend via via the screen. And listen, I've done some speaking online since COVID. I at least notice it's, it's really different from a speaker's perspective. I don't have that energy of the room to feed off or anything like that. Body language, I can't really read like I normally could if I'm in front of a group. So it really is a new tightrope to walk.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things that makes it really difficult is when you're presenting in front of your computer and you're talking to your camera, you have to look at your camera, not the people who are looking back at you. So you can't really make that same connection and make eye contact mm-hmm. with people and really feed off of their energy because you have to look at the little dot on your screen. And that, that's so different for speakers.
1: I'm, I'm guilty of never doing that. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are all over the place. And, and, you, know, and, that's, and you know, these are things, because to your point, I mean, I've done mean in my career, you know, 1,500 or so workshops, seminars, whatever you want to call them. They've always, or by and large, 99.98% in front of people. Yeah. And it's, it's so different. Listen, no matter what you, where you stand on fear of public speaking, you know, wherever that may be, um, it's still, you know, daunting. Um, mm-hmm. to, to, I feel even perhaps more so in the video realm because i don't i can't i don't have
0: those cues yeah you know what i mean well there's those cues and then there's also having to look back at yourself which is also just anxiety provoking because it makes you more self-conscious about your hair and your clothes and your appearance and your facial expressions and the lighting and you're constantly critiquing yourself because you're looking in the mirror (laughs) the whole time (laughs) and that's a very different experience so being able to speak in front of a camera is its own skill set. And I often tell people just open up a zoom window and start talking to yourself as a way to practice speaking in front of other people, just so you can get comfortable with it. I mean,
1: and I guess, you know, I'd ask this other thing. I've I've read this in different ways. People say, you know, when you're doing, it could be for an interview or it could be when you're doing a presentation, you know, don't do it like a mullet, you know, all business in the back or whatever and party party in the back business up front. Don't, yeah. you know, don't wear your PJs on the bottom, but your suit on top. Um, they say really, you know, to, to dress the part, and I guess that makes sense in some sense. You know, what you know, what are your thoughts on something like that? Like, do I do I present in my PJs on the bottom, or do I really get dressed up? Like, hey, you know what, I'm going to do a presentation.
0: Yeah, it's all mental. It's the amount of effort and energy and preparation you put into your presentation will be reflected in the way that you show up. So if you treat it like it's not a big deal and oh I can just be cozy and I don't have to think that much because I don't have to go to this location and people aren't really gonna see me, a lot of people won't even be looking at the screen. That's gonna show in the way that you present yourself and your your presence. So I say go all in as if you were going to a real event and that will, your energy and your, your words and everything will just be so much stronger and clearer and more compelling.
1: You know, and that, that brings up, a, you know, an important point. In, in any public speaking, you always build something for the audience. But something I, I, I think maybe a lot of folks haven't considered is where we are now with the, with the overwhelming amount of meetings we're having via video. There's video fatigue. Oh, yeah. And something like that seems like you have to, and from from an educator like myself, I have to build, I have to factor that into my presentation, where normally I don't think I'd have to do that before in some respect. Like, I think I can keep it going in in a normal face-to-face setting. But it seems like almost I have to make it that much more engaging online because I'm fighting, you know, I'm fighting that they've, you know, if this is their 10th, you know, meeting of the day via zoom are they burnt out you know, plus there's the video refresh issues that there's a little bit of delay which challenges people's eyesight which sometimes gives them a headache. Like all these things i don't have to worry about it I just have to put together a rock star presentation and, and go do it whereas now it's like i really have to go the extra mile
0: yeah absolutely and i say you should be engaging your audience every four or five minutes on Um, an online meeting because people do tune out. They start reading their email. They're scrolling through Facebook. They're thinking about what they're going to do after the meeting. And so doing things like opening a meeting by having everyone stretch for three minutes or just doing something that gets people moving and gets their blood pumping and, and activates their brain helps create a much better experience for everybody. And doing things like asking questions that they have to answer during the meeting and putting them in breakout rooms so they can talk to each other. Those are all really, really important tools. If you want to actually have an effective meeting, just talking for an hour will pretty much guarantee that you've lost your audience after about seven minutes.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and that <coughs> brings up another issue of the learning curve. You know, uh, I, I went into a meeting recently and someone had to assign breakout groups and at the first 10 minutes of it, you wanted to play a banjo because yeah. it was just, you know, and, and it, listen, no, no, no no harm, no foul. It was just a huge learning curve. You know, I guess to that, it would say be prepared as well. Try to figure this stuff out beforehand, not when you log it in that morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, same thing, like you said, show up prepared. Now, do mm-hmm. your, do, do, if you're going to use, because these are all new technologies to learn. I mean, and plus there's cross-platforms. Am I going to be presenting on Teams? Am I going to be on Zoom? Am I going to be on Google Meet or whatever? And they all kind of work a little bit differently. Yeah, um, and I've even felt into that trap where I just assumed they all work the same. And then when I log in, I'm flutzing around like an idiot because I really just sort of took five minutes and, and acclimated myself to it.
0: Yeah. And the great thing is, is these platforms realize how many people are relying on them right now. So you can search, you know, how to create a breakout room in Zoom. And they Zoom has an awesome Library of tutorial videos that are two or three minutes long and you can really quickly teach yourself any of these things if you just take the time to watch the video
1: hmm. We're talking today with Angela Lucio. She's the CEO and founder of speaker sisterhood and we're talking about her startup her journey through Coming up to COVID and, and going through COVID and obviously we've been talking a lot about video presentations and and things like that you know, part of your business also is, you know, for yourself, you're a public speaker. You know, you, you've traveled the country speaking at a variety of, of, of world-class events. Have you seen that end? Do you, do you see people more open to having speakers? Are they booking for next year? Are they just saying, hey, we're going to focus on video just now? Or are people saying, you know what, it's all too soon to really start, you know, doing development and things like that. Like, where, where are things right now as you see them?
0: Every company, large or small, that has reached out to me in the last four or five months has wanted online training to learn to teach their employees how to be better online presenters.
1: Okay, so they're the market speaking. We need this now, so to speak. Oh, wow.
0: Yep, and I talked to a corporation in New Jersey yesterday, a large corporation, and they said our teams need to be able to talk to uh, different departments. They need to be able to talk to executives and give updates on data and results and the things that they're working on. And it is a mess. They can't put together a slideshow to save their life. <laughs> because a lot of these people just haven't mm. had to present in this way before. So they're seeing a lot of time wasted. They're seeing a lot of meetings that aren't productive and people who are just kind of scrambling and don't have the skill set. So they need it.
1: You know, and let's be honest, no one likes meeting for the sake of meeting at the end of the day. It's just a, a, a waste of valuable resources, i.e. money. Yeah. Um, so so if we can streamline those processes and to your point and, and i would say that's no harm and no foul if i was hired for a position and you know it was never you know expressed to me that i need to know microsoft office like the back of my hand you know if i'm in a role that doesn't call for that i can be you know i'm understanding you know now all of a sudden you know i've got to use it i'm glad to hear companies are trying to invest to teach people these things because it is challenging and let's be honest if you're not tech savvy uh, 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 you know, as everybody, there are some folks that aren't, it's got to be even more daunting now when you're trying to understand these different platforms and how to communicate maybe via, you know, Teams or whatever it is. So there's, you know, all across the board, it seems like there are challenges, but, but, but it sounds like, you know, from the folks you're talking with, they're really looking for sp- specific education right now or, or specific kind of developmental uh, you know, programs.
0: Exactly. I mean, you can hear in their voice that there is a large amount of stress (laughs) and fear. And it's like trying to teach someone how to ride a bike while trying to teach them how to swim. It's like, it's really hard because you're learning public speaking while learning how to facilitate a meeting on the computer. And those are two different skill sets that are both difficult. So to do them at once is hard, especially if you haven't done it before. Well,
1: if you want to really dig even deeper into that, you have to also be an accountant to personality and behavior. There are some people who are introverts and yep. perhaps never really had to be the focal point, you know, for a reason, <laughs> you know, they, they try to you know, be a wallflower or whatever it may be, but you can't do that now. You know, mm-hmm. you, you are going to be, you know, you're, you're, you're a video star <laughs> if you're giving a <laughs> meeting right now. Um, yeah. So, you know, even though you may be uncomfortable, let's be honest, growth comes from being uncomfortable. So, you know, I'd never say to anybody run away screaming, um, because you have to do a video presentation, embrace the uncomfortability of it. Okay. But um, you know, but, but to your point, it, it, listen. If let's say you're working for a company right now, and maybe they're not offering this kind of training, you might suggest it to them. Hey, listen, our, we're online meetings now. You know, twenty four seven, whatever it may be. And if you see these kind of efficiencies, like we said earlier, it all costs money at the end of the day. So so when you're now, you know, your business is is, you know, you've obviously moved to more of an online program. Do you see yourself offering a hybrid as you come out of this? Or is this really like COVID's gonna dictate whatever happens next?
0: I'm really in a wait and see kind of mindset because every time I think, oh well we have three more months of this We don't. We have way more than that. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to kind of take every day as it comes. And we're kind of in a holding pattern. We're not starting more clubs right now. We're just kind of working with the ones that we have. And I'm focusing on these online trainings as a way to keep the business going, bringing in income and providing value in a world that really needs it.
1: You know, and to that point, let's say there's, there's, you know, an HR professional right now or a CEO listening going, you know what, this sounds exactly like what I need in my business right now. Now, How can folks learn more about you, 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 what you do, and how you might be able to help them?
0: Well, our website is speakersisterhood.com, and I can be reached directly at Angela at speakersisterhood.com. I'm happy to talk with any company or um, association, professional group that wants this type of training because I know a lot of people need it right now.
1: And it seems like, you know, from, from a perspective of yours, it's got to be easier. I know you traveled in the past and, you know, you've got to get on airplanes and all that fun stuff, too. I know you probably enjoy the intimacy of an audience. But from from that perspective, I mean, if people wanted to hire you to do 10 seminars a day, I'm kidding. But from, <laughs> the, from, the, from the, the, you know, the, the, the rest and relaxation from your own home, that doesn't sound bad either. <laughs> so it seems yeah. like there might be some upsides from, from COVID and what may be as minimal There's as definitely- they may be.
0: Yeah, there's definitely pros and cons to each side. I mean, not being in person with people, that's, that that kind of changes the whole environment and experience. But I can do a lot more workshops when I'm not spending so many hours in an airplane or in an airport, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I used to travel myself, so you know, you'd lose a half a day, if not more, just just you know, trying to get on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> so do you feel, you know, as, as you're, you know, obviously your your business or or, or these ladies that get together and they, you know, they share these powerful stories. Do you find that there's that vibran- vibrancy still on the online format?
0: Yeah. Does it it does still a little bit or is
1: that it does.
0: Yeah. And, you know, for some people, they don't feel as close to the other members as they did when they were meeting around one table in one room, but mm. they're still able to create that safety and support and trust because It's just baked into the format and the way that all the clubs are run. It's about showing up and, you know, authentically and going through the curriculum and offering each other support. So just because of the way the program was created, it still offers that even in a virtual setting. But I mean, I would be lying if I said, you know, it's just it's the same thing or (laughs) it's just as good as being in person. I don't think we can ever rival that with the online space, but it's close,
1: you know? Yeah, I would say it's not just, you, you know, you're relegated to, to groups like yours. You know, people, uh, I guess, across the, the millennia of saying, I'd love to work from home. I'd love to work from home. Now that many are like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm kind of done with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's nice. It's, it's great. It was a great wish. Now, if the, you know, they, they could be for a lot of reasons, but whatever it may be. But yeah, I think we're all kind of itching to get back around people. We're a social creature. Yeah. Um, humans are so I mean we're all you know obviously want to get back and, and get around especially celebrate you know the people that we chose to share these stories with and grow with so you know Angela Eddie as we as we as we end our conversation today is there anything you know as, as people are trying to you know better develop themselves or their ability to public speak well let's just say communicate now in this online environment you know what kind of words of encouragement can you can you impart to, to folks that that may be struggling
0: just that everyone's figuring it out and don't compare yourself to anybody else and where they are in on their speaking journey. If you don't feel like you've got the skills that other people you see um, presenting have just keep working on yourself and stay focused on building a little bit every day, doing different communication exercises, practicing in front of the camera and the computer, you know, trying to educate yourself by listening to podcasts and, reading books and just keep taking a little step every day, but don't be too critical of yourself. Cause it's, it is hard work.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. Like everybody is trying to figure this out at the same time. So yeah. Well, see, so Angela, thank you very much for coming on today and, and sharing the story of your business, as well as some wisdom for folks who are trying to you know, get through this all together. Uh, again, our conversation today has been with Angela Lucia, the CEO and founder of Speaker Sisterhood. And Angela, again, if anybody wants to learn more about how to engage you and, and how you might be able to help them, where might they get contact you?
0: They can contact me at speakersisterhood.com. There's information on my site about my public speaking or email me directly at Angela at speakersisterhood.com.
1: Thank you very much for coming on today. Thank you again. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, folks.